All right, everybody, what do you say we get into the podcast? So what we're going to have today is I want to update you on all the news and notes and updates in the world of The Handmaid's Tale. I'm going to tell you what's going on with the show, what's going on with all the stars and creators, if they have projects going on, and what's going on with the news. Uh, so after that, we will have a little word about the costume contest, which just ended last night. The deadline is in, the entries are in, and we'll have much more on that in the coming weeks. So first off, let's get right into the updates from The Handmaid's Tale. So what's going on with the show now? All right, let's kick things off. A little news about uh, Ms. Janine herself, Madeline Brewer, who is uh, doing very well for herself after her run on The Handmaid's Tale, continuing into season three. Can't wait to see what's going on with her. But she has a couple things coming up. One is being released on the 16th of November, is a what is being well-reviewed film on Netflix called Cam. Uh, it, it's very strange and supernatural. It's about a sex cam worker, uh, played by Madeline Brewer, who goes through some very uh, supernatural, scary type things. It is being very well-received and well-reviewed, so you should definitely check that out. Once again, on November 16th, it will be released on Netflix. It is called Cam, C-A-M, and once again, it is supposed to be really good, so definitely check that out now she is also just just came across the uh, internets today she is also currently filming in new york city a film called separated she was spotted on set in new york city in the park with uh, rupert friend who you'll know as peter quinn from homeland they're filming a, a movie called separated it was described as a relatable emotional family drama with edge of your seat scares uh, so that should be very interesting so definitely look out for that once again that's called separated with madeline brewer and Rupert Friend, a.k.a. Peter Quinn from Homeland. So we'll definitely want to check that out. We did have a few updates from the actual production itself. So season three news. Season three has started filming in Canada. Now We knew that. But one of the cool things that we did have happen is they are filming on location around Canada, some places in Toronto and Ontario. And we saw on social media uh, that there was some people who lived in the in apartment complexes that they were using to film. So they were filming on location, and these people live there, and so they were using uh, their buildings and using them as part of the production for season three. And so you can see some of those photos. Uh, I think if you go to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and Google or search that, search for season three photos, uh, you will see those. Uh, some really cool stuff from apartment complexes where they're painted up with little America signs and symbols and flyers and some really cool stuff, just photos of the production going on there, and it was really neat to see. Uh, so congratulations to all those people out there in, in Toronto. Canadians get to have all the fun, right? Uh, so also, just so you know, uh, season three underway, we had some casting news, which we always loved. We'll get little drops of uh, casting news from the new season. So this is from Deadline Hollywood. Uh, Ashley Lathrop, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Ashley Lathrop will be joining the season three cast. Most recently, she was seen in Fifty Shades Freed sequel to the Fifty Shades of Grey films. Uh, she has joined season three cast as of Matthew, described as a devoted handmaid whose fidelity to Gilead causes friction amongst her peers, which sounds a little bit to me like a kind of a handmade version of Eden, I guess. Someone that's really bought into the Gilead way of life, which is an interesting turn for handmade. I think up until now, we have not seen any of the handmaids that really completely have bought into the system as we've seen most of them forced into being a handmaid. Um, I know we initially thought that the handmade that replaced Ovglin, also known as Fake Fake Ovglin, for those of you that listen to the podcast often, uh, we we thought she was buying in because she, her and uh, Elizabeth Moss character June Alfred 
I had a little back and forth one time on an episode, but we learned in season two that that was really just to uh, conceal her involvement with Mayday and the resistance as she was the one who click boom blew up the uh, new red center that they were working on the Rachel and Leah center. So uh, this should be interesting to see an actual handmade uh, that has bought into the ways of Gilead and see where that happens and what that, that leads us with the handmaids themselves, because obviously a lot of this, um, rebellion has been centered on infiltrating the handmaids and getting them to do some of these things through Mayday. So we'll see where all that goes now that someone is actually uh, bought into the system and is not enjoying, I guess, I don't know, maybe enjoying is the right word, but is a uh, kind of an agent of Gilead and is really um, part of the system. So we'll see if that throws a wrench into their works. Uh, Other news for Handmaid's Tale fans and Handmaid's Tale related things. Margaret Atwood is part of a charity project with Lee Child and Julian Barnes. This coming to us from the Independent website, independent.co.uk. They're reporting that they're part of this auction, which you can buy their characters' names, which is very interesting. Um, Atwood said, In my novels, I often write about a world that is without liberty and human rights. The fiction is a cruel reality for the torture survivors who are supported by freedom from torture. So freedom from torture is the name of the organization that this will benefit. And uh, she also went on to say, This year's auction is a timely reminder that while the world is an increasingly scary place, our voices are powerful and we still have the freedom to use them. So that quote coming from none other than Margaret Atwood herself. Uh, the charity, which takes place on the 15th of November under the name Freedom, Not Just Another World, will also auction off a signed screenplay donated by Dame Helen Mirren. That's pretty awesome. There's also a chance to commission a work by Sir Quentin Blake and to have a portrait done by former children's laureate Chris Riddle. Uh, opening bids for character names are placed at, uh, and these are in pounds, I believe, 150 to 250, but are expected to exceed these amounts by some way. Last year, the highest bid was 2,500 to name a character in Ian McEwen's next book. So uh, for those of you over in the UK and over there in Europe, you can check that out. Once again, that's on the independent and we'll uh, post that on social media. But yeah, you could uh, own a character in Margaret Atwood's next book or Lee Child or another author. That sounds pretty awesome. All to benefit a good cause. So definitely check that out if you can. Now, Elizabeth Moss News, she is going to be in a new film uh, called The Kitchen which is also co-starring Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy. And it's a it's 1970s mob drama. Uh, so that should be interesting. Just saw some some interesting things about that. If you go to elizabethmoss.org, they have an interview with her asking some questions about that and a little bit of a first look on that. Uh, now, Amanda Bruegel, also known as Rita on The Handmaid's Tale, has joined the cast of a film called Education of Frederick Fitzel. That's a mystery thriller that is shooting in Toronto. Again, Canadians having all the fun through late October. So currently filming right now. And this film portrays Fred, a young man who Dylan O'Brien plays uh, following a chance encounter, goes on wild journey through his past, present and alternative futures to solve a long forgotten mystery. Monroe plays a high school crush and gross the young man's current love interest. Now, for our purposes, Amanda Bruegel plays Fred's boss. So that should be interesting to see her in a little position of authority. Uh, so other people, again, Starring in this movie are Michael Monroe from It Follows, Independence Day Resurgence, Dylan O'Brien, who most of you will know from uh, the Maze Runner franchise and Team Wolf, and Hannah Gross, uh, round out that ensemble cast. It is written and directed by Christopher McBride, whose last film was the found footage thriller The Conspiracy. Now, Mr. Waterford, Joseph finds himself, will also be uh, doing some work here. Uh, he will be in a new adaptation of Cyrano de Bergerac, which uh, will be starring himself as 
Cyrano. That's right. He will be doing this for Atrium TV over in the UK. It's a six-episode series that is, quote, envisioned as a bold, daring, and cinematic adaptation that has been penned by Tracy Ann Baines. It is being produced by the development partnership with Ed Clark, who also did Swimming with Men and Locke. If you've never seen Locke, Locke is a fantastic film. Uh, and Robert Taylor, executive producing. Mr. Fines himself described the project like this. This is a timeless tale of unrequited love and of lives entwined in a dance of deceit and delusion. I am looking forward to getting to the grips with the compelling and contradictory characters of Cyrano, and it has been a wonderful experience to pitch Tracy's brilliant vision for him to Atrium TV and its members. So that should be super interesting. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get that over here in the U.S., but you UK uh, listeners over there uh, can definitely check that out if you can find Atrium TV. Let us know uh, when that comes out and uh, keep us updated if we don't hear about it first. That would be much appreciated. Now, one last thing is... Uh, this headline that just caught my eye, quote, the most secretive library in the world. The future library will collect 100 original manuscripts by Margaret Atwood, David Mitchell and more to be read for the first time in 2114. Um, why am I just now hearing about this? This sounds strange and fantastic. So let's figure out what it's going on. So. So this is what they say. The Future Library, a time capsule-like project presently in the works, takes a very different approach to the concept of time capsules. It's a forest is growing. A forest is growing in Norway, explains an introductory video on creator Katie Pearson's website. In 100 years, it will become an anthology of books. Okay. So essentially what's happening here is they're growing the trees to print these books. But they're not going to print them until 2114 when most likely unless there's some kind of ridiculous advancement in everything uh, we're not going to be here to enjoy them uh, but we definitely want to learn more about it because it's really kind of fascinating to me so we will post this on uh, social media welcome to the latest episode of mayday the handmaid's tale podcast i am happy to have you listening to us first let's talk about fabfitfun.com uh, we are so happy to have them as a sponsor what they are is a subscription box it is a seasonal subscription box and what kind of stuff do you get you get beauty fitness and lifestyle products uh, for me it's a great idea for a gift uh, for someone in your life who would use such products as skincare from Glam Glow or Kate Somerville. They also have fashion items from Vince Camuto, Bear Paw, Free People, and beauty products from such places as Beauty Blender, Oscar Blondie, and Zoya. Normally, these boxes with all these full-size items in them, no samples, all full-size items, would retail at about $200. Uh, you're going to get them for about 40 which is awesome. So if you need a gift for someone and you're stumped, uh, give them something with a little variety. Give them a FabFitFun box. FabFitFun.com, coupon code MAYDAY, $10 off your first box. FabFitFun.com. Hey, everybody. Before we get too far into things, I wanted to take just a second to comment a little bit on the midterm elections we just had this past week. Uh, so Tuesday. And uh, you know that we were pretty active on Facebook, and this show does tend to lean fairly political when it comes to The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, so those of you that uh, find this to be a show that is purely entertainment, I know you've had some uh, cause for concern with our show, but uh, we're kind of leaning into it. So yeah, that's where we're going. Um, 
I just wanted to say that I thought there were a number of positive things to take out of Tuesday. I know that the blue wave did not so much materialize, but that I think that the gains that were made are pretty substantial. And I think there's a lot of positives to look out for, especially considering the political landscape before Tuesday and what it looked like when we all woke up on Wednesday. Um, we had a record number of women, over 100, are going to be represented in the House of Representatives. You have your first Native American women. You have your first Muslim women, your first openly gay man elected for governor in Colorado, first female senator from Tennessee, first female senator will be from Arizona, though we don't know which party will be yet, uh, Texas sending two Hispanic women to Congress, South Dakota elects its first female governor, and then just some things that didn't happen, but you know, it was nice to see the progress that they were even in the running. Uh, Tallahassee, obviously, Andrew Gillum, who was running against uh, Ron DeSantis in a pretty um, hotly contested and very uh, visceral, with a lot of vitriol, going back and forth between those two. Uh, Andrew Gillum did not win, but I don't think we've heard the last of him. Uh, Democratic non nominee Christine Halquist already made history. First transgender major party nominee for governor, but she was unable to defeat GOP Governor Phil Scott. Uh, but Halquist's nomination being a first of its own, so a uh, contest across the nation, there was a lot of that. Uh, the 2018 midterm elections saw a lot of diversity, and I think that's great. And a record number of women running and with votes cast, uh, I just think it's been great. And uh, the fact that I woke up on Wednesday and Scott Walker was no longer the governor of Wisconsin is fantastic. I have a lot of uh, friends and family up there, so I'm very pleased for them. Um Kim Davis, you might remember her as the clerk who denied the marriage license to the same-sex couple in uh, Kentucky, I believe it was. Uh, she did not get elected for her position, so sad face emoji. She's going to be going home. It, look, overall, I think it was a pretty fantastic night for a lot of people in America who did not have representation in our government before then and will now. And I think that can only be seen as a positive. Obviously, we need to keep making gains and keep fighting and keep staying woke, as we say. Uh, on this show. And so there's a lot of things that we need to keep doing. And we're going to keep pointing those out on the show and try and lean in a little more to the politics and the issues because these are very important. Because as you have seen, the people that you vote for and the vote that you cast have real effects on real people. All of the people in this country are affected by who you vote for and where your vote goes and the policies that that person is wanting to put in place. I think we've seen the direction that this country has taken under the current administration and where their policies and where their energy is being directed. I think that's where you know what a person's true feelings are, is where their energy and where their time is spent. And I think we have seen uh, where the time and where the energy has been spent and has not been on making things more equal and more fair and more equitable for people in this country who need it to be. So keep voting. Keep getting out there. Keep getting informed on the issues. We will keep bringing these things up when we see them and think that you need to hear about them. But don't just listen to us. Get out there on the Internet. Get out there reading. Go out and meet the people and figure out who is going to do the right thing for all the people of this country. So once again, congratulations to all of those winners from Tuesday and uh, congratulations to even some of those people that maybe didn't win but helped us push some uh, representation along and to further some issues that maybe we're not getting enough attention before. And we'll uh, look forward to keeping putting spotlights on those people that are working towards those kinds of things. That's uh, been one of our goals as a podcast, and we're going to really try and refocus on that a little bit as we move forward. So again, here is Mayday, the newest episode. We uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, 
Hope you enjoy.